0: I I I know how to. I
1: don't want to say that. He doesn't know. He actually doesn't because he hasn't in two years, so he could have forgotten.
0: Fuck you! I wait. I was talking about penetration. I don't. Have I not? I haven't. Wow. Is why am I still single? Oh boy. Okay. I'm sorry. Go on with your.
1: Welcome to NPR News. This is your daily drive. This is your I'm... daily dick down. <laughs> it's a new it's a new show from NPR. <laughs> I'm B- Bacoda Come on. Brown. McCracker. <laughs> I'm Bakota McCracker and this is my co-host Borsi Mick.
0: Say it. Say it.
1: Oh goodness. Hello. Thank you for joining us.
0: That Um, that meme that I sent you that is like for the million dollar question. (laughs) Like Who isn't she messing with? I 100% expect, expect you, to you to say it. Who was in Paris? Yeah. It's, For a million dollars. You, I, I will be upset if you don't say it. I want you to know this now. I would be upset if you did not say it.
1: I am going to say this. For a million dollars, <laughs> I would say it. <laughs> For a million dollars? Anyone who got offended like they're, like, they're like, oh, I can't believe you said that, like, no amount of money is worth that much. I'm like, a million dollars, though? And I got permission from Chorcy?
0: Probably. I'd, I honestly would be mad if you didn't say it. Like, in that I
1: situation, I would genuinely be upset. Like. And then I'd give you, like, half for, like, you know.
0: Reparations. <laughs> repar- <laughs> reparations. And, like.
1: <laughs> That's the price of the N-word pass. It's $500,000. <laughs> like, I don't want to could... say that. I don't want rich people getting ideas, but also, like, rich people probably see it all the time. If I could sell
0: nigga passes for half a mil, bruh.
1: Oh, my God. Anyway. Dude, you probably make so much money.
0: Oh, I'd love it. Except for I am petty. So I'd sell them a pass, then they'd say it, and it'd be like... Oh, no, 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 no. You used the wrong tense of that word. You only got permission for the N and I and the G, like a twig. You just have to stop at the G, the first one. If you want the other letters, it's half a mil per letter. <laughs> it's
1: half a mil for half and then half a mil for each letter after. That. Yes,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> Wait, so the second G, what's the difference? They just hold the hold the g sound it's longer? It's the
0: good nigga <laughs> <laughs> but not nigger, just nigga <laughs> so guess how an african would say it Nigger.
1: <laughs> oh no uh i don't know i'd laugh at that but anyway, <laughs> um but yeah i would definitely say it because if somebody got offended i'd be like okay well my best friend gave me permission
0: also, for all you white fucking crackers that are getting upset because he said the N-word, it's not your fucking word to be upset
1: about. So suck it, I would just like say hit. I haven't said it yet. I have not said it yet, so don't be offended. Yes.
0: Give a fuck. Y'all you have no fucking right to be upset anyway, bitch ass honkies! Okay. How you
1: doing? Thanks, buddy? <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Um, but yeah, let it be known if for a million dollars had to say the word. At least
0: three people just hit unsubscribe. <laughs> at <laughs> at least three
1: <laughs> the <laughs> opening minutes is Torcy telling me to say the Edward for a million dollars
0: <laughs> and it'd be yelling at white people and be like you have no right to be upset which you don't let me clarify you don't you have no fucking right you don't get to tell me what I can or can't say bitch go suck a dick go get impregnated by a black man I don't give a fuck
1: I like how you like look to me and you're like ugh <laughs> <laughs> just <gonna> that. <laughs> um, this is actually a great opportunity, so I'll figure it a proper intro, because we're going off, because we've been drinking. Welcome to Keep 100, it's Kota Chorcy, I tricked you, if you haven't guessed by now, this is not NPR. Um, You found us, you're listening, I'm we sorry. appreciate it, buckle up, I'm not sorry, honestly, I hope you listen to this, it makes your day worse i hope this isn't fun for you and i hope for some reason you're stuck listening to the whole call that's what i think man i gotta piss like a
0: racehorse
1: tough buddy we got an hour you better pee your pants you're at home bro, bro i got
0: bro. an empty water bottle next to me right now don't tell me shit
1: <laughs> what that works for me <laughs> all right, so if you heard from last episode or whatever episode, because honestly, there's no real reason you go in order, you can just go whatever you want. This could be the first episode you listen to. Yeah, time does it like last exists. ever episode you listen to. It's all relative, right? But in an episode that we recorded before this episode, who knows when? It could have been three years ago. Choice interviewed me. And now I'm going to interview him. No. So maybe I'll look up some of these questions. Maybe of them off the dome. Actually, that's a great question. Oh, boy. Chorcy. Yes, sir. What's your favorite way to receive dome?
0: Oh, while I'm working. Absolutely. If I am sitting at my desk and you just, like, get on your hands and knees and start crawling. I, like, the idea of you doing that to torture me while I'm at work and can't show it. Oh, 10 seconds. Immediate, like, just immediate nut. That is the hottest shit you could do to me. Like, don't get me wrong. Waking up to head, going to bed to head, breaking from lunch to get head. Those are fine. But, like, if I'm on a Zoom call like this, like, the idea that I could have a nigga in this, under this desk right now sucking my dick and you don't know. Oh, man. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, there's just something about 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, there's just something about that taboo aspect of, like, yeah, I'm like, it kind of ties in with the last episode, but in a very different way. In the sense that, you know, how you and I talk about we can turn on that professionalism on and off and we can go from fun to professionalism. I love the fact that I can have that sexual urgency and. Being able to express it in a way where no one knows and it doesn't affect my performance, so still be able to communicate like from the chest up. Like I need to do everything I'm doing, but also get my dick sucked while I'm doing it. Ugh. I did it to an ex once while he was playing a video game. I, I thought that man was gonna propose to me. He, <laughs> I, cause truly, like I was just sitting there like playing a game. And was like, huh that's what happens. It just, like, pops in your head. It's like, let's try it. See what happens. And then after that, then he started doing it to me. Like, because he did it during one of my streams. And I was like, ooh. who boy. who this is a treat. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say I am not a big, like, roadhead person. Like.
1: Yeah, I'm afraid that we'll be driving and then something will happen. And I'll have the brakes and they'll bite my dick off.
0: <laughs> that's not what i was thinking of it's just not that sexually exciting for me like like it's just uncomfortable physically like i'm in a car i'm driving like i'm not horny in this moment and even if i am bitch wait till we pull over like no don't be doing this while i'm in the middle of like a fucking 465 driving down a highway to like let me get that dick it's like I'll kick you out this car. ejecto cuz. I ain't
1: doing it's this shit. ejecto cuz. Like, no. <laughs> this is, At least this is, with video games, there's no risk of death. Yeah. Like, what if something happens and I nut, like, I close my eyes for a little bit. Nope, I just swerved and we're dead.
0: Oh, no, my, like, my fear would be, like, I see, like, I like to see men convulse when they nut, which in turn means I also have a little bit of it when I do it, and the idea that, like. I busted and was like, oh shit! Like, and my foot, like, <laughs> exactly hits the gas, and then it would just dead and ditch. And exactly. I just noticed, like, in my obituary, he's like, he died getting his dick sucked the way all men want it.
1: What's... He died to what he <laughs> loves, getting his dick sucked. <laughs> like, no, 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 no.
0: I don't want that. So, yeah. Um, yeah, does that answer your question, sir?
1: <laughs> it does. And I definitely agree, like, on all counts. Like, um, it's a little different with my current job. Uh, I couldn't really get my dick sucked as much I'm Not i working there's certain times when I'm working when we doing planning or stuff or like general like staff meetings mm-hmm. it'd be okay and I'd definitely because it's like it's hot it's like the idea of like being teased like I can't really do anything I can't you know but it's happening I love that and also like playing video games like yo absolutely Second, when I'm playing video games that's incredible like I'll, I'll propose on this problem like yo that's 100% 100% like that's inc- that's great so definitely
0: agree. It's great to do um, it with non-actor people cuz like we are a little more professionally trained in a sense of like being able to know our body and our facial expressions to hold it. I love to see men who don't have that training struggle to hide it.
1: Yeah. Like we've we've had to learn how to not laugh when like on stage. <laughs> Someone accidentally does the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life, and you can't laugh. That's hard, especially knowing me as someone who, like, above all things, loves laughing and having fun. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, in this moment, I can't laugh. When at any other time, I'd be crying right now watching what? that. Whaling. That's yes. That's how I know. Like, all right, acting lessons have worked out. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, and you feel it. Like, you can you can literally feel the laugh coming and, like, it builds up right mm-hmm. here on your cheeks. Yeah. And, it, and then, like, once you recognize it, you're like, oh, no. no, no. <laughs> oh, right? oh, no, and oh like, no. You start doing things with your to do, it's like, alright, I'm gonna bite my tongue. Like, I don't care if I start bleeding right now. Like, or, like, I start, like, digging my nails into my skin and I'm like, if I redirect this pain, it'll, I'll focus on that and then I won't think it's funny. And it's, it is a wild treat. That's the shit I've done. Where it's like, you know what? We just gonna... But
1: are not to focus on it
0: so yeah I'm trying to think is oh, there... so I'm gonna
1: go off I'm gonna go off that one okay when was a moment maybe like your favorite moment or that like just like a notable moment that you've like the time where it was like you wanted to laugh but like couldn't whether it's like just totally inappropriate to laugh or like it's something that wasn't funny but something happened that was funny Ooh.
0: Ah. Uh, laughing at something that n- wasn't necessarily funny.
1: Or is a situation where you shouldn't be laughing, but it was like something happened that was hilarious. Something like oh, you're in trouble and you start laughing or like something was going on, you start laughing.
0: Hmm, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I t- I don't think I typically laugh in those instances. I don't think I know I have laughed when someone has told me someone has died. So, to clarify, the death itself was hilarious. Like it was the way this person died. I I it, it is sad that they died, yes. But some of y'all be going out with some memorable deaths. Like Hundred Ways to Die type of shit. And, uh, and all I will say is this death in particular involved cement and a duck. And I thought it was, I, I don't want to say too much because then people will be able to like Google look it up and know who it is, but like it was the one. this someone you knew? Yes. Oh. And this was the wildest thing I've ever heard of in my life and someone explained to me like this is how they die and I was like that's funny like I know you telling me this is not funny but that is funny and if you can't recognize this you don't have good humor I'm sorry <laughs> um inappropriate things I've laughed at uh, recently my boss was explaining to me <laughs> um how to 86 items in our, like, online, like, menu thingy. Yeah. And I forgot the numbers.
1: <laughs> you say how to 69 items? <laughs> I'm mad I knew exactly what you gonna
0: say. <laughs> Because I, for some reason, and, and it, the best part was I said it with such sincerity. Like, I was 100% confident that I was like, Yo, yeah. how do I
1: 69 those ice cream right now?
0: <laughs> the worst part was, so it was another store manager who was trading me. And so I told her, I was like, "Yeah." So, like, yada yada. Person showed me how to sixty nine these ice (laughs) creams, and she just started dying laughing at me.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful! Oh my goodness!
0: Oh my god! And like, I did the moment I said it, and she started laughing. I was like, "I said the sex number. I did the thing. (laughs) I said the sex sex number. number." Um, oh God! I have a bad habit of laughing at people who say, like, redundant things in meetings. Uh, this last meeting we just had, um, there was a, a girl who says the word perfectly a lot, and I will instinctively do this and not notice, but I will start counting, and I'll start signing it, and with one hand you can get up to hundred, a thousand, a million. Doesn't really matter. So it's so discreet to me, but when someone else sees you just like randomly doing random hand signs, and they pick up when you're doing it, you get caught out on it, uh, and then you start laughing because you're like, "Oh, I was, wasn't I? I'm sorry, I didn't really do that." <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, what else have I inappropriately laughed at? Um, yeah, I don't think I do it that often, like.
1: I laugh
0: when people are yelling at me. Uh, I don't think that's me. I, I don't know. I've had someone yell at me, and who was the last person to actually yell at me? It's Ashley. Ooh, is it? No. I've had, had someone yell at me since then. Because that's 2013. No, that might be it. I think it might be my friend Marcus. It's the last person to, like, actually yell at me. Um, and this was when I was a freshman, and we were having, like, a... No, that would have been 2014. It it'll be been my sophomore year. Um, we were having, like, a deep conversation in my RA's room, and there was... I just kept making the same, like, problematic statement about him and, like, generalization about him being a Christian man over and over again, and he eventually blew up on me. Um I don't think I've had... Like, I don't really have a lot of people yell at me.
1: Yeah. it's really, like, when I was a kid, and, like, cause, like, I have three sisters, so if someone did something wrong and didn't know who it was, all four of us were, like, lined up. Like, this is military family, like, at a tension against the wall, like, being pretty much interrogated. And, like, I knew it wasn't me because, like, I was a good kid because I was scared of consequences, let's be real none older and everybody's like oh there's not consequences for being annoying and funny as shit mm-hmm. as that I am <laughs> that I will claim I was like oh I have free reign to do whatever I want so when I, people get mad at me for me saying a joke it's even funnier now yeah um, that's fair especially because I don't say especially cause I, don't, I don't say problematic jokes I just don't take things seriously and that aggravates people but I digress but as a kid if we're being lined up getting Terry to yell at, there'd be times where I was like I'd like be zoning out I'm being like when we're all being ripped into by our dad I would just like think of something funny rip <laughs> I said <laughs> but like, he'd be like yelling at somebody or be like in my face she's like glaring like saying shit like and I'd be like totally zoned out and then I'd think like oh I've got no idea what the fuck he just said <laughs> and then I'm like I just think that's funny like, if it was so smart, so I was like bro don't laugh or you're gonna get beat and I'm like that's even funny oh because God. now I can't laugh and I'm like I'm like yo you gotta survive you gotta figure this out so that was always funny as shit or like if like why somebody was in trouble was funny and like we all lined up Like, I'm, but you're wondering like why you're all out here like, yeah, definitely wondering why the fuck you woke up at eleven at night. Somebody took a shit and didn't flush. And I'm like i like, yo, you can't do that to me right now. I'm eight. <laughs> that's that's comedy gold. And I start smirking. I'm like and I start like, like I'm laughing. It's not funny. And I'm like, that's funnier <laughs> i but you, you mad about you mad about some doo doo, bro? Like that's what you mad about? You're an adult. Your oldest child is ten just flush the toilet <laughs> like is it that big of an issue just flush the toilet so shit like that makes me laugh and then like I said if someone's like mad about mad at me for something that I don't care about that's funny too cause usually it's a bit something dumb and I think that's funny
0: yeah I mean I just I'm trying to think instinctively like people who have yelled at me like it just it doesn't happen i think because of my size and stature and color of my skin i'm typically the dominant person in the conversation even in our front group i've noticed there are a lot of times in which i could dominate a conversation like i can pull the psychological warfare and persuade people to believe me even when i have no justification no evidence (laughs) no science backs up what i'm saying but because the way I say it and how I present it I can just do that um, so- I
1: think that's our advantage is like you know how to manipulate the conversation and then like I don't care about lying and don't give a shit about what they say oh I shouldn't have said that <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love the light bulb oh
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> somebody's got some to explain it do. <laughs>
1: Oh, God. (laughs) Somebody gonna miss someone. (laughs) Do I always think before I talk? No. That's why we love you. But does that lead to more eventful conversations? Of course.
0: Oh, no, it's on my face. The fruit punch is on my face.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's funny. I was watching you pour the drink. I was like, oh, do you... Did the Malibu splash for punching your face? Yeah. Don't. There it is. <laughs> Choice keeps deep throwing a gavel. I'm not. You, uh, yeah, you're not really deep throwing. You're just kind of sipping it. Okay, next question. hmm oh, I'll keep burping. All right. Oh, this is a throwback to last, well, when we recorded last. What do you think is your biggest flaw?
0: Oh, what do I think is my
1: biggest flaw? Uh, I had an answer, but I was a lot
0: more sober when I had the answer. So let me – give me some seconds to just kind of randomly talk about my life as I figure out what I think that answer was. Okay, there it is. Cool. I do not – value relationships the way other people do hi everyone this is Chorcy. hope everyone's enjoying the episode um i just wanted to give a quick content warning about what's going to happen next i know this is something we don't traditionally do on keep it 100 but um in the conversation there is a discussion about sexual assault and abuse and while i know our adult themed comedy podcast uh can be edgy at times. This is obviously a very serious topic, and we do delve into these issues on a regular basis, Um, but if you are not prepared to receive that type of content, I understand how triggering that can be, so I wanted to provide a content warning before it happened and give you the opportunity, if you want to skip this section of the episode, you are more than welcome to. Um, The best place for you to start if you want to skip to about minute 32 and 10 seconds, um, that way you'll miss all of that aspect of the conversation, but still be able to enjoy the rest of the episode. Thanks everyone for your understanding and your support. And I hope you continue listening and let's get right back to it. Um, and I mean all types of relationships. I put too much energy and effort into romantic relationships and give it too much of a priority in my life, which I am working on. But I don't put in enough effort into maintaining connections with my friends and then turn around and complain about the fact that I feel like I'm lonely and I'm bored and I don't have friends.
1: Oh, no. This Um, is in the home. Yeah, this is...
0: And even the same thing with my family. Like, I... I am very close with my parents. But I have such a huge family that I, I don't feel like I have a close relationship with. And a part of it was because I didn't. Who how much do I want to say this on the podcast? Well, no, actually, we should talk about this. Um, so a part of it is because I didn't grow up with a lot of my cousins. I was in a weird, awkward age in between where my cousins were either at least three years older than me or four years younger than me. There wasn't a lot of healthy in-between. Um, I had an issue with one of my cousins that I was sexually assaulted by. So that side oh. of the family became very um volatile towards me when I was a child. And felt like I was trying to distort a family. Um, and it's it's created a lot of divisions and issues in that family. And to be honest, I, I don't think that repair is ever going to happen. I think my, my grandmother wants it to happen, but I don't think my mother and my aunt are ever going to have the relationship my grandmother wants. It's, it's never going to happen. They are two different women, and their ideologies and how they should conduct themselves are just very different. And it's, it's very interesting because they grew up in the same household. But just mm-hmm. how they perceive their womanhood and how they should express their blackness is very different. And while I am I am never going to be the person to tell another black person how they should express their blackness. My mother has a very strong opinion about how you should conduct yourself. And that is perfectly fine. But I also understand that how we and our family conducts our blackness is not how every f- black family does it. My family, my parents and I, we have a lot of privilege, my cousins don't. I don't know if my parents always recognize that. Um, So there, there's very much a disconnect in terms of how we should live our lives. Now, yes, there are some morally things that I think as to why my my mother and my aunt disconnect so much. Um, But I think that issue with that cousin in particular, with that sexual assault, highlighted a lot of the hatred of my aunt towards my mother. And my aunt would never admit it. My aunt would never talk about it, and she does not believe in taking care of her mental health. And it Mm -hmm. has destroyed not only her life, but it has and continues to destroy her kids, her grandkids, and to set them on a path that leads them to doom and destruction rather than success. And there was a point in which we, as in my my mother, my father, and I, had to make a conscious decision to separate ourselves because we did not want to go down with them. I, I realize how dark and deep this is getting right now but
1: no, it's important.
0: my parents had to make a decision to take care of me to set me up to be as successful as I could be and to give me the best possible life I could and I think that I mean my mother received a promotion for us to move to Columbus but I think a lot of it was also there weren't any opportunities where I grew up not with what I wanted to do I could not yeah. imagine being at Ohio State had I not moved to Whitehall, had I not gone to Whitehall year only, and been in Columbus, and met the people I did, and continued to nurture that education. And I don't think I would have gotten the education that I have now if I would have stayed in Warren. I just don't think it would have happened. Um, yeah. I'm saying all this to say, I don't think – a lot of people I've noticed have this very staunch ideology of, like, your family is your bloodline and you should always take care of, reach out, and I don't instinctively do it. Now, to be honest, I've been hurt and traumatized by very close members of my family, so I tend not to put that effort into them. In return, I tend not to put that effort into many people – who are caring and who have put in that effort towards me because I'm so terrified of being abused the way I was as a child. On top of it, having my best friend being murdered only created a bigger wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I, I, once I finally did make that decision as a child, cause I was a teenager at the time that happened. Um, To kind of let that wall down, he passed away. Why the fuck would I ever want to trust anyone like that again? Well, I did it years later with my ex. Someone who I was kind of caught off guard by because I didn't think I'd find anyone who was romantically or sexually interested in me. But I did. It was wild. I let them in, and they took advantage of me in ways I did not know was possible. So I continue to have these experiences where I give someone that ultimate trust and then it's broken. So in return, I kind of live a life of like a hermit crab a little bit in a sense of like, I don't don't like giving people trust. I don't. I don't like giving people all of me. Because, and it's not even a sense of, like, I don't have the evidence to back this up. I have actual lived experiences from being a child to being a teenager to being an adult where it continues to happen, where that trust is broken time and time again. And it makes it difficult for me to want to continue to trust people and to try to have romantic relationships and let people in on that deep level. Because I know I have a lot of fucked up, like, mental issues that I'm trying to take care of. And I feel like by letting someone in, it will only add on. So I just I just kind of stick to myself, and I'm okay with it. I, and I have great friends who I will communicate, and I trust a lot, and I talk to, but I know for a fact that I still have a wall up. There are certain things I don't ever express or talk about. And just, I mean, there's just some things in general we should keep to ourselves. There are just certain things some people will not know about me. That's the way it should be. But there are still walls that I have up that I, I am working on trying to release uh, and be a better person. But I think in order to do that first, I need to secure who I was as a person. And that's what I've been trying to work on. It's like just understanding more of who I am. Um, the other biggest flaw about me, and I made the statement with my friends in Chicago, which it was a joke at the time, but I'm realizing more and more it, it's actually a flaw but it's a flaw that would ever be fixed because I know my flaws, but I almost always refuse to fix them because why, why, why should I? Because I don't have the issue with my flaws. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that on a personal level. And I, it really, but it really isn't right. Um, it it is society. It's my friends. It's my family. It's my 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 partners who expect me to act a certain way. I should do this and do that. No, and uh, that it is a flaw that is a strength because I I know what my flaws are in terms of how society deems it to be a flaw. I just refuse to change them.
1: It's also like a mix of like knowing who you are as a person, like being that somewhere like know what your flaws are. It's kind of still like what makes you you. Like, it's impossible to fix all of your flaws and be the perfect person. That's just... That's inherently impossible. There's no you can spend that much energy being the perfect person and, like, adhering to everyone's needs and wants while also still leading with your needs and wants. Because otherwise, you're going to be unhappy because you're conceding something to make somebody else happy. So, I don't necessarily think... I guess in the sense, if you're unwilling to work on them, you're like, oh, I recognize this is bad, but that's a you problem. I get how that's a flaw, but it's, it's very human to like, not be able to fix all of them. Cause there's definitely stuff I'm like, oh, I liked it's funny. That's a flaw. Lying is not a good thing, but I think it's funny. So I know that's staying forever because I enjoy my ability to laugh because that's, like, been a coping mechanism for me. Like, laughter is a coping mechanism. Like, I was like, oh, you shouldn't make jokes. and go to therapy. I was like, yeah, well, if I stop being funny because of therapy, then I'll definitely kill myself. So think of which one it is. But, yeah, I mean, like, it's just funny to me, and, like, that helps me get through things. Like, obviously, I'm working on my problems, but, like... yeah laughing and making jokes helps me a lot personally but um yeah kind of going back to things you said before like for one well i think i absolutely had no idea that that happened to you um because we've never talked about that so if you've seen the recording later like my reaction is was live i was like oh like i had I don't think we've ever talked about that. So I, I was like so
0: sorry. I thought my
1: heart was like broken. No, I don't think we've I don't think we ever talked about that. Oh
0: no. I'm um, so
1: sorry. No, you do you do have nothing to apologize for, Chorcy. I love you. You you know that. Like I love you more than like most like you're like <laughs> besides penguins? my family. You're most <laughs> say what? Most penguins <laughs> All penguins. Like besides my family, you're like number one. You are you're literally my best friend, dude. Like I like that. It broke my heart. I was like, I had no idea, but like, and I totally get it, it's traumatic. It's why I just wouldn't like share something like that. Like I a hundred percent get, and especially like knowing our relationship, it's not like we do talk about serious things often. And that's something I really valuable about us. So like, mm-hmm. like we're talking, about, we're very, very goofy, but we also keep things serious between the two of us. It's like, I understand why that's never come up. So it just broke my heart when I heard it. Um, but the other thing is about like your relationships with friends and relationships. That's something I really relate to. Like I said earlier, I was like, oh, if that hit me because I was like, I lived a very nomadic life. Like my dad being in the military, like I moved a lot. So like, even though I have friends just across the water, like our core group of friends in New York City, it's very close for me to get to. Because they're not in my immediate era or area, it's hard for me to be like. These people are still present in your life because I'm so used to just moving, mm-hmm. and then like those were out of my life. So like. Even though they're right there, it's hard to maintain those relationships. I'm like, oh, you're not currently in my active life. You're probably not going to be again because that's what I'm so used to. And I value those romantic relationships because it's just a really, really strong like bind. And then, which leads to more neglect of my friendships. Um, so honestly, you and a few other people are like the few friendships I like, consistently like talk to every day and like keep strong that aren't like proximity based friendships. I think it's my thing is like, because I move so often as someone who like leave my life, most of my friendships are like, Oh, this is just a friend because I'm near them. That's what they're my friend, they're a survival friendship. Now being an adult, it's like you can have friends and keep them as friends. Even if you move, but I'm so used. To, but as a kid, making friends, my friendships only lasted four years if I'm lucky. Like an average friendship was two to three years, tops. So I definitely related to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was really, I get, I get that flaw. It's like something I do as well. It's like, and like the, the complaint as well is like, oh, people don't reach out to me. Like, oh, you saved your friend, but you don't reach out to me. That I'm like, oh, I'm not reaching out to people either. I no. just reach out to, like, my strongest connections and just, like, observe. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that was deep.
1: <laughs> that was deep. I th- that was a good conversation. I'm glad. That's one thing I'm grateful about this podcast is that, like, we do keep it, like, keep it funny, but we do our best to also talk about, like, serious things. Um. But yeah, I'm grateful you told me and also our listeners <laughs> yeah. um yeah of course like we're dropping some links um or this chat so please 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 use resources um yeah i don't know if you do but next question moving on
0: moving on moving on, <laughs> moving on.
1: <laughs> that's the first moving on we've used because we're like damn the other moving ons we use are like oh we're gonna get told for saying this yeah um uh, so, let me draw up, let me bring up a topic that will, like, lead us into that more of us get in trouble. Um, besides racism, what is your least favorite thing that white people do? <laughs> Would you like to lead into that? <laughs> that was wild! It was uh, good, though. It was correct. I've been thinking about this recently.
0: You lie about what good fried chicken tastes like. Uh. <laughs>
1: Don't say you like me. <laughs> oh, do not yeah. put me the script. Uh,
0: <laughs> no. Um, um. Oh, if we're not including racism, I would actually say it is the the control, the wanting to control what women do with their bodies. Um, and how gender non-conforming people should identify is what... Ooh. Because uh, these aren't issues that directly affect me, right? I'm not a woman. Yeah. Um, I am cisgender, so I, I align with my gender identity. But there's something that always irks me about... And usually, 9 out of 10, when I'm having this conversation, it's with a white person. That's why I make the statement. Just the, the overall wanting to have ownership and agency over bodies that don't concern you right like if you're speaking from your experience and like how to take care of you that i feel like you should have every right to to do what you need to do to take care of you but specifically old white men t- telling what women and gender non-conforming people can uh, do don't say oh there's many young men that
1: this as well there are
0: very true it's a white it, man problem it just it it bothers me so much. And I don't know if white men even notice their sense of ownership in their language. For example, why is it always like Mr. and Mrs.? Why is it not Mrs. and Mr.? You know, why does that phonetically sound awkward to us? It's because we've been trained to think that the phrase should only be Mr. and Mrs. Well, Why can't it be Mrs.? You know, why is it always, um, like, oh, this is the wife of such and such, but you almost never hear this is the husband of. Um, Or even in a classroom setting, if a female presenting professor has gotten their doctorate and says they want to be addressed as doctor, yet male students, though, decide they want to address them as miss or ma'am, when they've been told explicitly, you need to call me doctor. And then other male professors are like, oh, no, it's fine. He shouldn't worry about it. It's like, no. If you I earned that shit. Yeah. If you earned it, you deserve the right to be called doctor. It does not matter what your doctorate is in, as well. Okay. Just because people think, oh, well, it's a medical degree, you're not a real doctor. It doesn't fucking matter. Do you have a doctorate degree? Bitch, you earned that. Work that. Flaught that. Flourish mm. that. Because you fucking deserve it. Because that shit is not easy. And yeah. you're probably in a lot of debt because of it. And I <laughs> honor you for that. Because you can work
1: for the next 40 years paying that shit off. But! <laughs> you better work at a good college, baby, because otherwise that ain't go nowhere.
0: You know what I mean? Like, I... No. I think that is the biggest thing. And I specifically... Because they are not issues that directly impact me is why I feel so strong about it. Because it is easy to be upset about racism because I am black. Right? Let's be honest. But I think it is very different because while I don't have a lot of privilege, I do recognize I still have some. And as a minority, I feel like it is my duty to try and support other minority groups and use what privilege I have in those spaces to uplift their voices. Yeah. Um, because there are too many times I have gone into student organizations at Ohio State or classes at Ohio State. I don't
1: want to fucking talk about Ohio State right now. Where women
0: <laughs> or trans people or gender nonconforming conforming people have tried to make a statement or a comment in class and have been ignored and just overlooked. And I raise my hand and make the statement and am heard. And that is problematic. And professors don't see that. Right? I, perfect example, I am walking down the street with one of our mutual friends. Gentleman pulls up in his car and asks me if that's my girl. So in this moment, our mutual friend has lost the agency to her body, her identity, and her self-worth. Also, I should probably text her and make sure it's okay to discuss before I upload this. Um, Because the gentleman assessed her ownership of who she was as a person to me, being the male figure in the party. Rather than addressing her as a human fucking being. An adult who has every right to her body and what she wants to do. He felt like he needed to address me and what she gets to do. And that is fucking wrong. I don't even date women! Yet, simply because I am masculine presenting in that moment, I, for some reason, had the ownership of who she was. And that is not how this should work. And it bothers me. It bothers me so much because I think because I'm such an empathetic person, I can feel those emotions if I was in that situation. And just the idea of having lost the right to my body would ruin me
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so I do try to focus a lot of my time and effort into protecting others I, I, I try it doesn't always work sometimes there are awkward um, moments where you have to choose your own self survival over someone else and I will recognize that my advocacy is not perfect because in those moments, there have been some times where I've chosen to protect myself to survive and just let whatever happened happen and then console the person after the fact rather than saying something in the moment. I I know this. It, it is it is a very hard practice. I do try my best to embody it and, and, and protect people as much as I can, uh, but I am not perfect at it. Yeah. I do not remember your question, so I'm not sure how I got to this point. Oh, <laughs> I don't
1: know why there. I can't remember this one either, but, like, I was thinking, I was, like, because made me think of the question you asked last episode, of, like, would you date me if I was a woman? I was, like, damn. of course he was a girl. Because, <laughs> like, when you say something like that, it's like it really, like, speaks of, like, I like think we've talked about this, and, like, I, like, as a white male, I really try to, you know, my privilege. Like something I like, I pride myself on and I tried to do more like recognizing the moment of like, even something as simple of like, if I see a friend or like not even a friend, like in, a, like in a meeting, like, uh, minority, whether it's a woman, person of color, or both regardless of what the, cause as a white male, I know everywhere I go, I am the person of power like that's just the way the United States works it's the way western culture works that's mm-hmm. just what it is is that like I try to like call it, like if somebody asks a question even if someone's like trying to like it's like hey they had a question the amount of times somebody's been raising their hand forever and then I raise my hand I'm immediately picked it's been insane it's somebody recognizes as a kid and I'm like oh they went first so they can go and then I'll go I'm like oh you already had your hand raised and I'm like okay and then I feel awkward cause I was an awkward kid anyway um, so like, just like helping with the voice, or like amount of times I've just like spoken up, just because it's so weird. because, like it's basic human rights, is it it's weird. I think it's my biggest with white Western culture. People say, like, "Oh, it's why is it a race? Why is everybody racist?" It is a race. It is a class thing. Then we talk about I can't remember how this conversation started. Um, oh like why white men have to feel like they have to own other people's bodies it's inherently a power thing racism is a power thing classism is a power thing misogyny sexism it's a power thing it is predominantly in white western cultures does it exist in other cultures? of course it does most cultures are patriarchal but it's worse in white western cultures which is what and it's most prevalent here in the United States. Like. There was a tweet a while. That I saw like last. A few weeks ago. And someone was like. Oh the United States. The only like 18th century constitution still in use today. And someone was like. Yeah we can fucking tell. <laughs> it's inherently outdated. It's not good. It doesn't serve a purpose. Like oh. What would the founding fathers think about this? Like I don't give a shit what they think. Like. Just because huh. they created the country doesn't mean they were perfect. No human is perfect.
0: They literally owned
1: slaves. They literally owned slaves. Like we were supposed to believe that George Washington's teeth were wooden? Do you know his teeth were actually? Do you know what his teeth, what George Washington's teeth, actually were? His wooden teeth. Is there an issue about his teeth? I, d- I don't know nothing about this. So what we were taught that George Washington had like wooden teeth? They were his slaves' teeth. His dentures were slaves' teeth. They were not wooden teeth. I'm going to factor this real quick to make sure. So if I'm wrong, we can edit it out. (laughs) This is wild.
0: Oh, man. It's wild that you were taught this and I was not. No, no.
1: You want to look it up. All right. We're going to Google. Yeah, it's not wood. Yep. So... He had multiple sets of dentures made of ivory, metal alloys, and teeth of other humans. Mostly slaves.
0: Wild yeah honestly not surprised
1: so I mean, think not surprising just because they created the consciousness. I mean they were perfect and yeah. too many there is not and that's my biggest thing also it's like you know the mass shooter rates in the United States it's not an attack on white people it's not a war on white people just because other people are getting rights doesn't mean you're losing yours that's the biggest problem and then you have these wild ass people Knowing, knowing they're doing more harm than good, like Tucker Carlson. Oh man!
0: <laughs> One of the
1: biggest reasons I want to get famous is so I can publicly shame people. <laughs> but another thing that I have to check because the way that I am, I don't think it's on there. I'll tell you privately. But like, I would, I would just go on people. I would like, if there was a purge triple Carlson, and Ted Cruz that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> if there's a person that's, that's what I'll say
0: you've said this like 30 times in the in the podcast at this point oh
1: they are they're despicable human beings I wanna say when either of them die I will cheer I will send hate mail to their children they're like oh Dakota that's disturbing that's disgusting how will you do that Like, oh your opinion doesn't matter to me so I don't care if you're upset at me and if someone close to me says like you shouldn't be doing that only a few people's opinions will matter, and of those few, even if their opinions matter, no one will get me to not do it. <laughs> like I want, I want anyone listening to know when Ted Cruz and or Ted, or Tucker Carlson die. If you think you're important enough to get me to not send hate mail to them and or their fam their families, you're not. If God came down and said, "Don't send hate mail to this person's kid," I'd say like, "Why let the Holocaust happen? Flip them off and do it." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, yeah, it's. I don't know how we got to this. This kind of, this went crazy. Um, oh, talk about how picture of Yeah, America is incredibly outdated. It's too reliant on an old. And racist and classist in every single way, society and significant reforms need to happen. There's yeah. no reason we should still be adhering to a constitution made 250 years ago. It
0: Absolutely. Make sense. No, I agree. I 100% agree.
1: My next question.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Let's
1: see how we can make this uh, a little more lighthearted.
0: A little more lad huh?
1: What's your favorite thing about me? <laughs> and then I'll say my favorite thing about you. Hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, so, I, off camera, I was telling you about like the episode of Why Won't You Date Me? This is one of the questions they answered about each other, like Nicole and Shashir. Really? Um, and I thought a little bit about this, but I should have thought about it more, so I'd, I'd have an answer prepared. My favorite thing about you, I think you are, God, this is going to sound gay. Um, you, (laughs) You are the excitement in my life that I don't get from anyone else. Like, there is something about being in the same room with you that makes me just feel safe and comfortable like a lot of the qualities and a lot of the conversations that i have with you i wish i could find it a partner i truly truly do like you are someone i am just comfortable with being able to have and not just the silly conversations like the deep shit that we talk through through and process And being able to keep it real with each other, but also still being able to reset. And it's like, all right, we had that heavy moment. Let's talk about this. You know, and like even when we have our small little tiffs, being able to recognize, give each other space, come back to it, handle it appropriately, and then move forward. It's not being drug on for days on end. It's – I – I just all of that in combination. I mean, I was telling my boss about like the last time you were here, like there were a couple of days we were we cooked meals together. Like you're you're like the perfect roommate, like a great friend. Like you are just about everything I wish I had in a partner. You know, like I recently I've been thinking a lot about cuz I t- I told you about like the whole idea of when I was dating and like who I was comparing my dating experiences to. Mm-hmm. And I thought a little bit of, like, well, do I still do that now? And I was like, if I did, it most likely would be you. (gasps) But not even in a sense of, like, I think it's more realistic. Because I still Mm -hmm. recognize and see, like, the flaws in our relationship. But overall, you are someone who makes me very happy and you you make me a better man like because you you encourage my creativity you encourage even the comedy in terms of what i do (laughs) we're Um, the neighbors of each other that's for sure right and and then also like having these big dreams and goals like there's no one else i want to do this with like that you don't find that often in life I feel I don't know I'm only 26 I still have a lot of life to live but I you don't find that a lot with someone who you just instinctively click with and it's like this this person gets it and this person like I would go through hell and back to protect and take care of so yeah
1: yeah how crazy something like Mr. Scrooge? <laughs> I know. Because we really weren't this close until Scrooge had like we were friends, but we were it really we was became really close on that. I remember how it started. I think it's like I it was like, "Oh, I would love you like ASM experience." You're like, "Okay, oh, bet." And then here we are. But
0: yeah, um, never, honestly, because you said you wanted to, you wanted to try like stage management. Uh, that's really how to start it.
1: Because <laughs> at first, it was like. You and Jazz were closer than we were. Mm-hmm. It's really like, yeah, that fall of my junior year. So we were just taking like a couple of classes, like to finish off your degree. So we became close, and the group happened. Now here we are. Yeah, but <laughs> it's wild. But no, I definitely. I think all of. I was like, I was really cheesing during that because like everything you were saying was like stuff like, I was gonna say about you. Is it like? No matter what, like, I know you you always are to keep me accountable. You'd never be afraid to say something to me. Like, I know if I fucked up, you would call me out on it. You wouldn't kind of, like, pussyfoot around with it. Like, you know, like, say so somebody in a relationship with Wood because, like, they're obviously worried about your feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're about my feelings, but you be like, as your friend, like yeah, you fucked up here. This, you're in the wrong. Like, I know you would tell me that. And I know we have that respect for each other. And it's like... And like you said, with the amount of time I'm like... We just coexist so well. Like, even I was, like, staying with you, like, for, like, a month or however long it was. Uh, it was like, two weeks. I mean, I wish it was a month. It was so much fun. <laughs> like, it was only two weeks. Damn. Like, we were just chilling, like... Like, suddenly working, and I'm like... You know, like, and I they talk talking, like, even if we didn't talk that much, it was, like, almost, I was, like, at a certain point, because we are so close, like, it didn't feel like I was just staying there. I was, like, yeah, Tori's not our roommates. I'm, like, wait, no, I don't live here. <laughs> it was just, like, we get to we just know each other so well. We can exist around each other, like, that quickly, unspoken so well. And it is incredibly difficult to find. Like, we, you know, with our... You know, uh, relationships, or just doing like escape rooms, or anything. Like when we fucking go grocery shopping together. That's like our experiences together are like how you wish a partner would act and yeah. stuff. It's like, and then like we're simultaneously like enablers, and like somebody will say something out of pocket, and be like, "Oh no!" Like we'll recognize what they said was bad, and then try to up it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's where we get in trouble. <laughs> Like, the amount of times our friends like, why would you say, oh, no, and say something worse? I was like, uh, I could let him be funnier than me. And I was like, okay, i And then you would say something even crazier. like, see? Like, how am so, I the bad one? <laughs> like, it's, uh, like, I love our, our back and forth relationship. Like, like again, like we talked about, there's no one else I'd rather, there's no one else I could do this with than you. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, with the namesake of Key 100, there's no one else... In the world, I think, that I keep 100 with, than with you. Like, and I went, I can honestly, whatever I'm talking about, like, whether i was sad, the something times I have come to, with you, like, in the following, I was having, like, mental health stuff. I think we were talking about earlier, for somebody who's had such a nomadic life, and just had friends come in and out of my life so often... Like when we became like really like, good friends in Scrooge, like a part of my body like knew I was like, hey, this is like, this is a true best friend like for the rest of your life. Like, and I normally talk to, like adult friendships are hard, but it's one of those like, it's still better than adult relationships because relationships come and go. Like I feel like you can always find someone that's good for you, but to find like a perfect best friend, at least for me, it's incredibly hard. And so to have you for that has been a huge blessing in my life. So I think, I don't know, like, in the, again, like, when you said, like, the humanizing of you, was like, I know you have your flaws. Like, like, freaking last episode, I talked about what your biggest flaw was to me, because you asked it. <laughs> but, like, we can recognize that in each other and still love each other for who we are and have these conversations. Like you said, you're like, oh, if I was a girl, would you date me? Fuck yeah, I would date you would have so much fun together. That crazy <laughs> that would be? who'd burn the world (laughs) who'd burn the world whether you were a girl or if I was gay like the world would not be ready the world would not be ready for us two as a couple so it's a good thing they live with us as friends yeah yeah like there's only a few people that I think I'll be friends with for the rest of my life but I think of you I know for a fact You'll be one of my best friends, if
0: not my best friend for like the rest of my life. So So yeah. I love you, buddy. I love you too, man. Thank you. <laughs> Make a smile. Yeah, yeah. I I like to describe it as like you're like my friend's soulmate. Like Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in that in in the moment especially in a moment when I I would admit, I think in a moment where I needed you. Cause I think when that was developing was when I was dating that ex in particular.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. I, I, I just, I, cause I mean, we, we've we gone through so many highs and lows together and I've been able to see you grow as a person since I met you. Like the Dakota I first met is nothing like the man that's <laughs> in front of me right now. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing other than maybe the amount of alcohol which honestly no not even the same nothing the same like do i drink more now or than before i feel like you drank more before
1: oh yeah i yeah. live myself for a mental health thing recently so that's fair yeah i definitely drank more in college
0: yeah i definitely feel like you were yeah it, it is <laughs> you don't you don't find people who you just like Nah, it, this works. It, it clicks. Yeah. And I mean, and it clicks on like, again, finding someone who you can click with on a, because I was a very staunch, like, I will not mix business with pleasure. Like, I, that was a thing I had when I first started stage managing. I was like, I will not work with friends. I will not work with my partner. Like, and to be honest, going forward, I still don't know if I'd work with my partner, but I know I could work or with you Or where the partner is difficult, yeah but I know I could work with you and it wouldn't affect our friendship.
1: Yeah. It goes we've back to the that Yeah, done we, we've, we've done multiple
0: it. Multiple times. Like, it's not even like, <laughs> yeah. like, we have done it in different jobs, different scenarios. We have done it. And it has been,
1: yeah. it's actually made that work environment stronger. 100%. Like, I feel like the, like, when you were stage manager, I was ASM. That's more of like a diagonal relationship. Like, I'm below you, but like, not like, like, directly below, but it's, like, still, like, some, like, sort of a spec between the differences versus, like, the manager and, um, room advisor positions. Yeah. Right? So, I feel like ASM, at least in my brain, the way it works, like, in the flow chart is, like, ASM, of course, is below stage manager, but I feel like it's kind of, like, a diagonal, which is, like, some mutual yeah. respect that goes back and forth. Yeah. Definitely diagonal, like, this versus room advisor and manager, yeah. like, this. Yeah. So, like I've worked both with, like, diagonal... And below and then like I see this is like a side by side relationship, but also in class and stuff. Like we can work Yeah. And honestly, I don't know like looking forward any position where I'd be working above you. But I know we'd do well on that as well. Because it's the whole like our relationship of the mutual respect and like when we're working, we're working. Yeah. But the second the work is over. <laughs> but also i i couldn't foresee any job we'd be working at that i'd be above you unless it was like a place where i got you a job
0: i could see it if it was a personal project that you wanted to oversee okay that's fair and it'd be like okay like i will be your second hand command because this is your vision and i i would like specifically want to i'd almost be like a coach in that instance of like i yeah. want you to run this the way you see fit and i will be your support in this instance Whatever you need from me, let me know. But this is you. Like, I want your name on this. This is your idea. I want you to make this a reality. Um, So I could definitely see it happening in that sense. Because I, with what we have talked about before, I I have a couple ideas in which there might be some projects that you would take on and they would just be your projects. And, like, we would talk about them. But, like, in terms of, like, who would make the decisions for the project, like, you can talk to me. But the final okay is with you. Even if, like, in terms of the overall job structure, like, I am technically over you, if it's your project, that means if yeah. I want to make a change on your project, I still have to go to you. And if you tell me no, even though I'm your boss, I'm going to respect that.
1: And I think that's one of the should respect as well. Like, it's hard to work with friends, but, like, when you have a friendship like ours, it can be quite easy to work with the friends because you know, like, we instruct each other as people outside of that work relationship and that like we'll truly take each other's ideas into account. Cause like I'll have the project in mind of like what I think would work well under your ultimate vision of your company. And like, I know for a fact if it was a work argument a well, work argument would not permeate into our personal life. Like, of course they do. But if it's like, if we never ever talk about it, like at home, like for a sharing a problem, like, Hey, this is why I think this like I get this is your overall vision, but this is why I think this project is going a specific way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're upset about that, find a different project that serves your specific vision. And I think, yeah, I think that mutual respect goes like long way, and that's why I like our friendship is so strong. Yeah. Yeah. Damn.
0: Alrighty. You have any last minute questions for me or you want to wrap it up her?
1: I think I'm going to wrap it up. But like for the listeners, find a friend that if you ever had to, you can go neck and neck arguing with each other. The second that argument is over, you're back at it. And like people say like, Oh, like, yeah, it's so simple. It's really not that easy to fight with a friend. It's almost hard to fight with a friend than it is with a partner.
0: Yeah. I would say. Yeah. I mean, because especially like if it's a new partner where we you're like, listen, I can find another person to suck my dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like,
1: it's like, yo, like I could get this from anyone. Like I'm not going to deal with this fight. Uh, that's, fighting with a partner is the quickest way to find out what the power dynamic is in that relationship. Oh, yes it is. Yes it is. You. It's a dream. Yeah. But, Find a friend like Chorcy, who's who poor you, says sweet things about you, makes you want to cry two episodes back to back. That's
0: all I gotta say. I do enjoy making people cry. Also enjoy. Never mind. I gotta say that. All right. Say it. <laughs> that. <Person>. <laughs> <laughs> uh alright you All right, y'all. Well, hopefully you enjoyed these episodes of these interviews. I this might be something we ex- explore a little deeper and, and a little more later uh, in the well. Wait, are we wrapping up the season soon? How long is the season? How long are seasons, Dakota? How long are we doing this?
1: Well, season is typically about just fifty-two weeks in a year, uh, thirteen weeks long. So what? Uh, it's April twenty-first. The next season, I think, would technically be the summer solstice on June twenty-first because we missed the spring equinox in March
0: yeah but I mean in terms of the podcast like when are we ending the season for this no
1: I'm purposely being annoying because (laughs) I have no idea so I gave you plenty of (laughs) because we're at what episode 17 18 18 19 I don't
0: know when do we wrap up this episode we should figure this out because the next
1: episode will be our season finale
0: (laughs) I is it or is this it I don't know I don't know
1: what if we What if we just try to like, say, this is the season finale starting now. Goodbye. I is feel like it... we've got a few more episodes before the season finale.
0: Alright, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Keep... Uh. <laughs> Can you do it? I've been drinking and I've been hiccuping. <laughs> I've
1: been drinking. I've been drinking. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the interviews. Choice is my best friend. Go tell your best friend you love them. Have a great day. And if you don't have a best friend, damn. It's probably <laughs> a you thing.
0: <laughs> we just insult our, our listeners
1: now. <laughs> Alright. Have a good night, a good afternoon, a good morning, whatever you listen to this. If you're going to work, don't get fired. But if or you're gonna do. get fired, make it a good story. Yeah.
0: And then email us so we can read about it. Honestly, Ooh, dope. Yes. yes, email, like, message or email us on whatever social media. Um, your, like, favorite work stories. Let's do that. Let's do, like, a work Ooh, episode. Like work stories. That'd be fun. I like
1: that a lot.
0: Yeah, s- send us your shit. Send us your shit. I mean, don't send me your shit, but, like, send me your your. your okay. All right. I'm done. I'm done talking. All
1: right. Cue music. <laughs>